friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and I teach online sellers to build, grow, and scale their e-commerce businesses while trying to balance all of the things that life throws at you, which is going to be also part of the focus of our episode today. First off, I just want to kick off the episode by saying thank you all for so much positive feedback and encouragement and all of the things on my last episode. Um, While I thought it might be a little down in the dumps compared to my normal, you know, try to be a little more cheery, a little more optimistic view of things. Um, It also felt really disingenuous for me to put out an episode that was all like rose-colored glasses and winds and everything is going swimmingly when that's not really the reality that I'm living at the moment, although things have gotten somewhat better. so. (laughs) So I thank you guys for appreciating that transparency, and I really appreciate you all for sending your prayers and well wishes and everything for the fire. Today on this episode, I want to talk about goal setting, which honestly is something that I love to do. Like you give me a notepad and a pencil and I'm going to go to town making a to-do list and setting goals. Following through with goals is something I'm somewhat less excited about, but planning and setting goals is my jam. I think that that has to do with the part of me that really loves to daydream about the future and makes lists and to-dos and all things like that. And I love to plan out all the things that I'm going to accomplish and achieve. In moving into 2023, I had some big goals and things that I was really excited to kick off January talking about with y'all primarily focused on my product-based business and the things that I want to do and still want to do, um, but obviously the timeline is going to be a little bit different in this coming year. That's been a little bit, you know, derailed while I wait for my house to be cleaned up and um, we can get moved back in again, which I don't really have a time frame on, but I'm hoping that that part of my life (laughs) will only be majorly impacted the first quarter of the year and hopefully not any longer than that. So in looking at my goals for this year um, and also just acknowledging that I am somebody that likes to make lists and plans and have really high achievement and accomplishment, part of my challenge um, in this year because of the fire, but also just in this year of life (laughs) um, and the ages of my kids and family life and stuff, one of the challenges that I have had is to not set goals that are going to end up working against me or going to be so high and so lofty that either A, there's no way I'm going to accomplish them or B, if I do accomplish them, it actually impacts my life in a negative way. So that has been a balance for me to not set my sights so high on things that ultimately are going to make my life way more complicated or way harder. (laughs) 
Um, all right. So I have 10 goals that I mapped out in thinking about this podcast episode. Um, there are in no particular order at all. Goal number one is to increase my Etsy revenue by 10%, but that is to build on my 2022 revenue by 10%, which as I mentioned was down from 2021. So I would like to see at least a 10% increase in revenue from Etsy from 2022's income. Um, in terms of like the decrease between 2021 and 2022, I think that there are three main parts on like to why my income dipped in 2022 for my Etsy shop. The first part I think is economic impact, the economic environment, which I can't do anything about that. So I'm not going to really dwell on that too much, but I do think that it plays a role. The second part that I have more control over is that in my shop for the past several years, I would probably say since about 2018, 2019, maybe, I have really only had two main products, the stuffed bunnies and the monogrammed quilts that I do. I only offer white and brown bunnies and I only offer white and gray and blue quilts. And I only have like five different font options for the quilts and really only two font options for the bunnies. So it was very limited. There were very limited options for people to choose from. This has worked great for me for a long time. And I don't want to get entirely away from this model of doing business in this way. Um, and because it works really well for my shop in terms of simplifying things to the point that it's not very time consuming and the income was still really solid from it. So I'm happy with what I have going on and I'm happy with the products that I've had. But at this point, I do think that it's definitely limiting the growth of the shop. In the second half of 2022, I introduced a new collection of bunnies and a couple other products. And I'm excited to see where those products go in the coming year. I've also been updating some color and font choices to make it clearer for customers what they can choose from, what options they do have available, and so that they don't have to message me and ask questions and stuff. And lastly, I think that a large part of my decrease in sales in the second half of 2022 was that I had a lot of overdue orders during a period in September and October where I had low stock of inventory um, and then I ended up running out of inventory and the stuff that I had reordered did not arrive on time. It got like, I don't know, it traveled the globe. So that's not or that is my fault, um, so that is completely my fault, <laughs> for not ordering things soon enough, not planning ahead. I was scrambling, and that I just kind of dropped the ball in having stock available. And in turn, because of that, I didn't have the star sell seller status because of overdue orders, and I had like 150 overdue orders or something. It was a lot. I think that it's becoming more and more and more and more important in terms of ranking that you're shipping things out on time and that you're meeting those standards of the star seller. So getting that status back and even more importantly just than just having the star seller badge, getting things shipped out on time, um, quickly, not having overdue orders, all of those things are a top priority once I reopen my shop. My goal number two, and this one's kind of exciting for me, even though it's sort of a vanity metric, but whatever, 
is to hit a million dollars in revenue from my Etsy shop alone. I've been talking about my goal to hit a million dollars in revenue from Etsy for a while. And this is the year that I'm finally going to do it. Um, I, I don't even remember the first time I mentioned this as a goal. It was probably at least two years ago, I would say, that I wanted to hit a million dollars that year. The only way I would have done it at that point was to, would have been to have like a three or $400,000 a year. Like I was pretty far away from it. Um, at this point, I'm very, very close. So I know that it's going to happen this year once I can get my shop open again. <laughs> um, so I will admit that I am nervous about what the trajectory of having my shop back open is going to look like after this whole house fire situation is over um, because I have not used vacation mode in a very long time. So obviously in this situation, I didn't and don't have a choice. Um, because I don't know what the timeline is going to be. It could be a month. It could be three months. I don't really know. So I didn't feel like I could just bump out my processing time like I normally would if I was taking an actual vacation. So I've avoided using vacation mode since 2015. This is the first time since 2015 um, when I had maternity leave and I, I took about six months off. So it's an experiment to see what happens once I get that reopened again, but I'm confident that this is going to be the year that I hit a million dollars in revenue from Etsy. So I am excited about that, even though it doesn't change anything and it is totally just like a vanity metric. My goal number three is to double my email list and send two times emails per month at minimum. I'm leaning even more into email marketing for my website in 2023. I told you guys that this was a major hit for me in 2022, and I want to continue to grow this stream of revenue and direct sales that are very low cost. Like I'm not paying for advertising or anything like that for them. I do have to pay for my email list, but um, it is such a impactful and um, efficient way of increasing revenue and also just building really loyal customers. I've gotten a great response from my email list about the emails that I've been sending and I've had a lot of people send personal messages back to me when I send them out. So that's always nice to feel like people are actually reading them and opening them and actually know who you are and they're not like wondering who this stranger is in their inbox. So I'm leaning into this more. I think it's gonna have a big impact on sales to my individual website. So that's apart from Etsy. My Etsy shop is separate and I do not use my email list to drive traffic to my Etsy shop. So that will be directed to my website in 2023 and I am excited about that. The next one goes hand in hand with it, and that is to double my website revenue. This is a big one, and I know that it will not happen by chance. It's not something that I'm just going to sit back and be like, oh, I hope I double my revenue. <laughs> As anyone that has had their own website knows, it is not an easy feat to drive traffic to your website. And if you're not driving traffic, then no one is really finding you. They're not just naturally finding you or stumbling upon your site. Email marketing will obviously play a large role in this plan to double my website revenue. And I've also gotten some new product photography tools that were recommended by Amy in my Perfect Your Photos program so that I can take more frequent product photos that I can use for social media and emails and all of that and not just reuse the same pictures over and over again. 
My next goal kind of changes pace a little bit to the coaching side of the business. And that is to open the traffic accelerator for cohort enrollment groups three times this year. It is a lot of work leading up to a sales period and, and like a promotional period for a program like Traffic Accelerator. So I have to space them out so that I'm not like completely overwhelmed. But I loved the cohort aspect of the program when I did it this past August. So I want to keep that part of it while also offering longer support and community options for the people that do enroll. So likely this will be happening in... February, I'm hoping if I can get myself together in time um, in like May or June, sometime in the spring, and then again in the fall. But we'll see. I'm leaving some grace for myself to adjust those dates as I need to um, because I want to make sure that I can feel good about those enrollment periods and have the mental and emotional capacity to uh, like really dedicate to them. Next goal, number six, is to complete and release a new sales slash promotion slash planning program um, that would be like a, a smaller course type thing. I have had a lot of fun recently with creating smaller programs that stand alone as trainings, whether they're like workshops or just smaller courses like my email for Etsy. And I want to keep doing that in 2023. I like to talk about a variety of topics, but go deeply into a topic that can be really beneficial and impactful for your revenue and for your results. Um, so up first on my list of things that I want to create and places that I want to focus is a, obviously I do not have a name for it yet, it is a sales promotion planning program <laughs> that can walk you through a sort of holistic method of planning for either a sale, sometimes it can be paired with a discount, but it doesn't always have to be a promotional period, um, whether that is like a holiday or a Black Friday or a, you know, it's the... 4th of March and I want to run a promotion. So this would include things like email, social media, etc. I mentioned in last week's episode that I increased my fourth quarter sales for my website um, in 2022 by over 400% using email, social media, and Black Friday promotional stuff that I learned from Liz Wilcox in the workshop training that we did. Um, together. So I want to be able to teach you all some of those same ideas along with other aspects that can play into it. What I did that worked really well, help you to plan with things like templates and tools and calendars and all of that, because there is so much empowerment that you feel when you know that you can run a quick promotion and have an, a cash influx if you need it or want it. So if you say, you know, I, I don't even know, I, my hot water heater broke and I need an increase in sales because I have this expense that's coming up and now I have the tools and the ability to sort of pull this lever on what I have going on and be able to have this cash influx. It's really empowering position. Next up, goal number seven is to get organized in life, but specifically with the offers that I have in my coaching business so that people can know what I have available and can find and get what they need from me. I have so much content, blogs, workshops, live videos, step-by-step -step trainings, courses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
It is a ton, but over the years, I've been super unorganized about where all of those things live or what I've even done with them. And so a lot of it has ended up going to waste in terms of allowing people to access it after the fact. So I might have done a live workshop training, you know, four years ago when I first got started and I had like 500 people following me. And now the rest of the time since then, the audience has grown and they have no idea about this workshop training that I did because I've never talked about it ever again. So that's kind of um, a, you know, it's it first off doesn't allow people to get that help in the places that they need it when I already have it available. And it just kind of like falls off into the wild blue yonder of the internet and no one can use it anymore. So that doesn't benefit me and it doesn't benefit you either. My goal this year is to get things organized in a reasonable, easy to navigate way so that if somebody wants to purchase a course or a workshop about a specific topic or dive into a like deep dive of a specific area, they can find what I have available and they're not like, gosh, I wish you had an email marketing program. And I'm like, oh yeah, actually I do. It's just like over here where you can't find it. (laughs) Um, I love the intensive hands-on learning that comes from larger courses and coaching like the Traffic Accelerator, but I also know that different people have different needs and not everyone is in a position where they have the, you know, ability to join in with the coaching aspect of it or they, they're just in different places in their business, in their learning style. Different people learn different ways. So offering more like bite-sized workshop type learning is great for a lot of people. And it is incidentally also how I like to learn. So I like to teach that way because I see a lot of um, results from it when I learn from other people in that way. Goal number eight is to go to an in-person event. I actually haven't really mentioned this one yet, but I already know which one I'm going to be going to. And that is the Ultimate Product Party in Nashville, which is happening in May. I'm actually a roundtable host um, for this event. I'm going to be hosting a roundtable discussion talking about using Etsy as a branch of your overall product-based business strategy. And I am super excited to connect in person with an amazing group of women at this event. Um, If you're interested in knowing more about the event or you think you might want to come, like I said, it's in Nashville, Tennessee, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I can get you the info for that. There also will be an upcoming podcast with the hosts of that event. Um, But I would love it if some of y'all would come to meet up with me in person and, you know, actually connect. If you've never been to an in-person business networking event like this where you can learn and also just meet other people in the same position, they are so beneficial. It's kind of actually like indescribable how beneficial they are. Goal number nine is time organization so that I can offer higher service for y'all. I hear from you over and over again that you want more one-on-one feedback from me about your shops, your listings, your troubleshooting, all of those things. I've always been hesitant to promise more in that regard because it can be really time-consuming for me, as I'm sure that you can understand. This year, though, I am leaning into it in the hopes that I can offer a high level of service and high touch points for you all within my programs and more one-on-one calls or critiques while still having breathing room for other things. 
I am an introvert to the core. So doing calls and live stuff every single day would never be something that I could do for the long term. It really burns me out and it's really draining for me, as I'm sure that most other people who are introverts can understand. But in December, I spent several days really organizing my calendar in order to have the live calls and feedback portion of the business be more consolidated Tuesdays and Wednesdays and only during the day. So I will be doing calls Tuesdays and Wednesdays only during the day unless there is some sort of extenuating circumstance that requires me to do things at night. So that means calls within my coaching programs, one-on-one coaching calls, podcast interviews, anything else that I need to do that requires me to make an appointment and be there live on video or microphone or whatever is on, on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that simplifies it a ton for me because it allows me to know when I have to be available for live stuff and when I can make plans for other things or have days to do, you know, funky monkey work or whatever. And it also allows it to be more streamlined and easier to keep track of for students in the programs that I have so that things are not just done like random days of the week, random times of the day, whatever. It becomes more of like a reoccurring date, time, calendar situation versus like one day we'll have a call at 8 p.m. on Monday and then the next week we'll have a call at 11 o'clock on Thursday, you know, like all over the place. So this is going to also allow me to keep my evenings free for my family and my life outside of work which is more and more important to me as my kids get older and they're involved in sports and have, you know, competitions or whatever in the evening. So I'm excited about that change. I think it's going to work better for y'all and for me and for everybody in terms of just being organized and consistent. I think that consistency will be really beneficial. My final goal for this year, number 10, is hobbies. (laughs) This one is more personal, but also more about work and life balance. I tend to be a major overachiever. If you set a goal for me, I will get to it. I don't really half-heartedly do things, but that ends up with me being burned out a lot. My goal this year is really balance. And I talk about balance a lot. I go up and down with how well I'm doing with it, but That is my overarching goal for the whole year. I have talked about some big goals for my business within this episode, and I do have a lot of those. But my bigger goal for the whole year is to feel like I have margin for things in my life other than just business. There have been several years now where I feel like mostly all I'm really focusing on is working or even like kind of my like hobby life is still work related. And that ends up being to the detriment of other things in my life, like, you know, taking care of myself or (laughs) relaxing. (laughs) I used to love to go running. And then I pretty much completely stopped because I got too busy to do that in the mornings. I felt like I had to drop my kids off at school and go home and work. I used to love to work out in the yard. And then my husband and I both were working so much that we hired somebody to mow our grass. And so we outsourced that because we didn't have time to take care of it anymore. Things like that. 
I, I want them back in my life. I want that margin to feel like we can do the things. Like if you hate mowing your grass and you want to hire somebody for it, then awesome. That's great. I'm not criticizing any of that, but that was not the reason. That wasn't our motivation behind that change in our life. So my goal this year is to do the things that I like to do, to learn about the things that I want to learn about and to try them out and to not feel like every hobby has to be something that is moving me towards a bigger goal or to be monetized and blogged about and affiliate linked and all those things. I have made huge strides already with organizing my time in a way that I've really never been able to wrap my head around before for whatever reason. (laughs) And so I hope that I can continue down that road and continue to have boundaries in how I'm spending my time, how I'm structuring my day, and how I'm organizing the priorities of my tasks to be efficient when I'm working and to get done what I need to get done, but then also be able to have the margins of time to step back and actually relax and enjoy things and not feel like I just need to, you know, if I finish my work early, then I need to just jump onto a different project and do something else. Continue to work just because I have free time, so I need to fill it up with doing something that's productive. So those are my top 10 goals this year. I know 10 goals sounds like a lot, and it is, though some of them, like the in-person event, are easy to accomplish and already planned out. So they're kind of like cheating goals. And some things like hitting a million dollars in sales have been a really long time in the works. So even though this year has certainly thrown me for a loop, um, even just nine days into it, I am excited to get moving forward, get back into a rhythm of daily life, particularly when we can get back into our house, and to make those small and large strides towards goals for the future. I know that if I get to the end of the year and I have accomplished these goals, my December 2023 self will thank me. And that is really ultimately my goal is to have things that I'm working towards that I am actually thankful and happy with if I accomplish them rather than adding things onto my plate that then make my life a lot harder or more stressful or whatever, or I've just bitten off so much more than I can actually do that I feel really overwhelmed. I think that the things that I have laid out for this year are manageable and move both my kind of organization and my time and my business and also my life outside of business in a direction that is healthy and um, a little more balanced and will be really, really beneficial for the long-term um, the long-term stability of everything um, and just my long-term ability to enjoy work and also life outside of work. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I would love for you to hop onto Instagram at lauren.keplinger and tell me some of your goals. What are you hoping to do this quarter, the first half of the year, the year, however you lay those out um, and however you goal set. So I would love to hear from you. Let me know. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thank you.